Hey, Kenzie, you know what bothers me? What, Casey? Terrible intro music. Oh, bother! Okay, everyone, so welcome to our second installment of Oh, Bother. Oh, uh, bother. Oh, bother. Before we get started, I do have a correction to make from last week's podcast. So we were talking about all of the different uh, burger combinations that were possible at Burgeram, and Kenzie said there were millions of combinations, <laughs> and I said, no, that can't be. And did you then, crunch the numbers? I did not crunch the numbers. I just drove by a burger you today. You little weirdo. Oh, okay. I was on my way okay, to Trader Joe's. <laughs> and it said on the outside of the sign, it did say they have over 40 million possible ha! burger combinations. So, ha! Millions. So that Millions of different burgers. Anyway, let's... So that is the correction from last week. Let's get into this week's conversation. We're right? not allowed to talk about burger ever again. <laughs> We've exhausted the topic. It, yeah, I think we reached its <laughs> limits last week. But anyway, my name is Casey. My, <clears throat> whoa, that was freaky. My name is Kenzie. Perfect. And... <laughs> We're going to uh, now start our second episode of Oh Bother. Okay, so last week I uh, brought up the first little uh, little bother of the week. Um, so I think, Kenzie, you should go first uh, this week with your small bother that uh, well, is... Well, botherlet. Botheret. That's a good one. Oh, wait, wait. Botherlet? <laughs> botherlet. <laughs> Perfect. A little botherlet. Um, so what bothers me, this week I went to CVS... For, you know, my annual trip to CVS. I only go there about once a year, maybe once every two years. Not a frequent stop for me, but I had to get, like, a very specific drug. Okay. Um. Okay, no, 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 no. <laughs> not a prescription. It's not even technically a drug. It's just, like, okay. So, they have, like, saline mist that you can put up your nose. Mm -hmm. I'm a gross person. I have allergies and my nose gets really dry. So I got like this special lotion that you put up your nose so that it doesn't dry out. It has saline in it. Highly recommend if you're also a gross person with nose issues. Anywho, I went into CVS and CVS bothers me. Like it bothers me too. It does? Well, you, you tell me why it bothers you. Okay. So a couple years ago, I was with my mom there and I didn't know why, but I just, like, felt really uncomfortable, and I told her about it, and she was like, I was talking to my friend about this, and CVS bothers her, too, and it's because they have carpeting in it, Ooh. and normally drugstores don't have carpeting, like, normally any store except for Target, like, where the clothing is, like, the whole store is carpeted, and it's a drugstore, and it's just, ugh. It does give off the vibes of a convention center with aisles. It does. It's like a weirdly, and the logo looks nice, like it should be a Target-ish place, right? Mm. What if they like revamped CBS though? Like, would you would you shop there regularly? Possibly. <laughs> I think my big problem with CVS is that the CVS that is closest to me mm. is probably one of the worst CVSs I have ever been to. Mm. There's, you know, like five or six checkout stands. Every time I go, doesn't matter what time of day, there's always only one open. Oh, that's how CVS works. Yeah, and it's yeah. directly next to the door, kind mm. of. So, like, when the line forms, you're blocking a major, like, aisle to get around oh. the store. Uh, and I mean, it's never like a major line. It's maybe like four or five people, but it never fails. The, one of the people at the front of the line has a ton of problems with the stuff they're buying. 
uh, and whoever is running the cash register, you know, they can deal with it, but they can only deal with it so fast. <laughs> also, the stuff there is expensive, and it is weirdly expensive. If you're gonna be spending that much money, uh, like extra money compared to going to like a Target or a Walmart, well, then I feel like that extra little few dollars should be going to hiring more cashiers, right? To yeah, to run the cash register. I'm bothered also. They have really long receipts there. Mm, that's no. a classic bother. Like I bought one thing and it was like a yard. Yeah. What is this? I don't know. But that's a very classic bother. I feel yeah. like a lot of people. The receipt thing is weird. Yeah. I've had better experiences at other CVSs, but the one very close to me bothers me quite often. Oh, no. As a franchise, like, okay, so my dad pretty much only shops at drugstores because he's an adult man. And I feel like that's a normal thing. Like, they don't go to Target and just, like, do-do-do, like, hang out in Target. Like we do. True. That is a, it's a millennial construct that Target is the best thing ever. It's a mecca. It is. I'm just, I'm thinking about it now, and I'm thinking about buying a mug, and I'm like, don't buy a mug. I had actually never been to a Target until I was in college. Because there was not, because I grew up in a very small town, mm. and uh, the nearest one was like hundreds of miles away. Mm. And then in college. Worth it. Worth the journey. The, <laughs> worth it. Even in college, the Target, the one Target in my college town was, you know, quite a distance away. <laughs> it was, it was much quicker to just go to Walmart. Mm. Um, sometimes well, Walmart's I would go, different. See, it, I've noticed, you know, people always, uh, like, in the media and stuff would complain about Walmarts being weird and strange. I'm not even saying Walmart's strange. I'm just saying that Target provides an experience that's different than Walmart. Well, what I'm saying is, like, people, I I understood this national social media construct oh, that yes. Walmart is different than Target, blah, blah, blah. But in my experience back in Montana was mm. that... There wasn't much of a difference. They're very similar. Then I moved out to California, and you know, Walmart is a little bit different. There are some odd Walmarts here. No, in but Los like Angeles. what I'm saying <laughs> is that Walmart is like what I would expect a store to be, and then Target exceeds that expectation. Does that make sense? Like Walmart's not an enjoyable shopping experience for me, but like it has everything I need. Mm -hmm. Target is an enjoyable place. You know, you can yeah. spend a little time there. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying I think that's a big city thing, whereas in other parts of the country, Walmarts and Targets are very similar. Oh, Walmarts okay. are nicer in Montana than they are here. Yeah. I don't think I've ever lived outside of a major city. Yeah. But, <clears throat> anyway. What's your baby bother? My, my little bother of this your baby week, bother. Uh, was uh, brought up in conversation, uh, well, by me, a few days ago, and I... <laughs> Ended up asking many people this question. Oh, no, I know what this is, and I'm scared. And it, it, it was the question, what does the phrase fasten your seatbelts mean within the context of the Pixar film Cars? Okay, now this bothers you. This does bother me. It bothers me that you've thought about the insides of Pixar characters. I know th I'm thinking about them all the time, Casey. <laughs> See, I think it... See, I don't think they actually say this in the film of Cars. I don't think the cars say this to one another. But I think if they did, it would be uh, sort of a phrase that's similar to like, you know, hold on to your guts because things are about to get crazy. <laughs> things are about to get wild. Um, other people I posed this question to said that if you ascribe to the theory that 
Pixar films all exist in the same universe and the uh, Cars franchise takes place very far in the future after, you know, humans are all gone and the cars have risen up. Well, then it's just a holdover phrase from a past generation from when humans still walked the earth. And it's just one of those things that the cars just kind of say to each other and it doesn't really mean anything to them because they don't have... Oh, okay. But do you think the cars have seatbelts? That's a good question, because you never really see inside of the cars where the seats are, do you? I can't think of anything more disturbing than watching a person get into Lightning McQueen and seeing his reaction to it. Like, their eyes are the windshield, <clears throat> right. so, like, are the corneas directly behind that? Is that what's yeah. inside the car? That's what I'm assuming. Of course, we're operating on the assumption that cars have roughly the same, like, anatomy as a human would just restructured where as you know maybe they there's just a big empty pit on the inside of them maybe there's nothing inside but how would they how would they have eyes they would have to have like are you saying they're like robots no that's what i'm saying is like maybe their eyes aren't like human eyes this okay this conversation goes so far against what disney i feel intended like this feels like blasphemy this whole thing, uh, ro- uh, this whole topic came about when I was uh, in a vehicle with one of my coworkers, <laughs> and my coworker said, "Buckle up, it's going to be a bumpy ride." And then he said, "What do you think that? What is that uh, ex- uh, from? What is buckle up? It's going to be a bumpy ride. What movie is that from?" And I'm like, "Well, I, th- I think it's from a lot of movies. I don't remember." But then that made me think of the fast and seatbelts thing in the cars. So I posed this question to him about what does that mean within the world of cars. And he sort of knocked on the dashboard as if I just said something very cursed. It sounds cursed. Yeah. <clears throat> I think Disney's going to come after you now. They're going to yeah. listen to this podcast and they're going to be like, Casey. Casey from Oh Bother. There are many worse Disney theories, uh, conspiracy theories out there than what I have just brought into this world. Yeah, the one that really bothers me is that what was it the little oh no that tarzan is related to anna and elsa from frozen Mm, that one was kind of confirmed by the directors of frozen it was and i didn't like it (laughs) i like fan theories (laughs) yeah anyway i feel like this conversation about seatbelts is a good segue into our main topic of the day which is about other uh, parts of cars and driving. So, please our... tell us about the other part of a car that we're going to talk about, Casey. <laughs> so, <clears throat> our big bother of the week is vanity license plates. Mm-hmm. All right. So, are you pro or against them? I am most see. I'm very uh, pro the idea that people should do whatever they want. And if vanity, <laughs> I feel like you're not pro that if you don't want well, them to have vanity license let, plates. Let, let me finish. Okay. I'm very pro the idea like people should do what they want. And if having a vanity license plate makes them happy, then I guess they should do that. But as but in general, whenever I see them, I am I'm very bothered because they for several reasons they don't often make sense. They're often hard to understand. And then when you are able to understand them, your uh, your first thought is, why would anyone want to advertise that one particular phrase? There have been some circumstances where I have seen vanity license plates and I think, wow, that's funny, or that's cool, or 
that's obviously that person's name that works, I guess. But most of the times I'm trying to decipher them or I am just wondering why anyone would put that on their car. Okay, the only ones that really bother me are when it's like two people's initials with a heart in the middle. Mm. I don't know why that just like, that seems like the wrong place to advertise your relationship. And also if you ended up like getting a divorce like a pain in the butt to get a new license plate yeah like on top of everything else i (coughs) i think the best slash worst vanity license plate i ever saw was uh on the back of a van (laughs) it was a license plate that just said for you my gem oh god see like i don't like when it says for someone See, it, it sort of implied that this van was a present for someone. Yeah, I don't like that. Um, and it wasn't a super nice van. That's super sad. Maybe it was a nicer car before, and then they traded it in for the van? I don't actually know if you can put a license plate from one vehicle onto I'm... another vehicle. <clears throat> yeah, don't ask me. I don't work at the DMV. I think that, I think I that might be illegal. But oh, like, that probably is illegal. But uh, today... We'll correct it in the next episode. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> if, if it isn't legal, we'll find out in the next episode. Don't do it between these two episodes. We'll get back to you. But anyway, I found... Uh, or but uh, Today, I saw another vanity license plate that sort of uh, brings together all of my... Uh, or, or brings together all my concerns that I have with vanity license plate to explain why they bother me. There was this license plate at the Trader Joe's that just said, edit TV. Now, that probably means be this guy, you know, or, or woman, you know, whoever owns this car, <laughs> probably edits TV as a job. But the way it's phrased, it sort of feels like a command that they're shouting to the world. Like, they don't like how overlong television shows are, so they're commanding the universe with their license plate to edit TV. Okay. Edit it. Here's my thing with that. It would be weird in any other city but Los Angeles. But I feel like the assumption would be that they're an editor. But why doesn't it say edits TV instead of edit TV? Was there room? I don't know how many letters. So, well, edit TV is just six. You can put seven digits on a license plate. But they wanted the space. I mean, yeah, there's the space. But if. You, but generally the license plates, you know, are all, or vanity license plates are all one word, so you can really maximize that space. So if it had said, edits TV, I, feel, I don't know. That would have worked better for me. Okay, here's my but devil's advocate to vanity plates. <clears throat> I feel like they're used well in comedy. So have you seen Seinfeld at all? Yes. Have you seen the one with, with the proctologist? Remind our listeners of what that episode entails. Have, have you seen it, though, before I go into this? Uh, I mean, I used to watch it all the time in high school, so I can't remember the episode on the time I had. Remind our <laughs> listeners. I don't know. Um, so, in it, <clears throat> Kramer finds a vanity license plate, or he ends up getting one by accident from the DMV. They mail it to him, and it says, Ass Man. Meanwhile, Jerry... Oh, no. Someone's talking to a proctologist at a party, and they find out that the proctologist is the real ass man. But at the <laughs> during the whole episode, Kramer is also making pasta sculptures of all the friends, 
and he makes one of Jerry out of Fusilli pasta, and it's Fusilli Jerry. So it's like him with a little microphone, and he's made out of Fusilli. And then, um, oh, they were talking to the proctologist, and <clears throat> he mentioned that every story ends with million to one shot, Doc. Million to one shot. Because people always get stuff stuffed up their butts that they're really embarrassed about. Yeah, and at the end of the episode, um, George's dad falls on top of Fusilli Jerry. Then he says, million to one shot, Doc. Because the corkscrew pasta. Anyway, I think I got way too into the gross part of that episode. <laughs> Ass Man is a funny license plate. It is. In the context of a comedy show. And it's funny in real life, too. But would you go to that proctologist if you knew that was on their license plate? No way. <laughs> exactly. Um, but another example. Do you watch Arrested Development? Yes. So you know that Tobias gets the license plate. The license plate, A New Start. Oh, yep. And, and it says Anus Tart. Yep, yep. I remember that one very well. So I think it's a fun fuel for comedy. And the business cards, a nowropist. A nowropist, yeah. They, that was a great show, too. So yeah, no, I I think that, uh, you know, within the context of the comedy world, yeah, vanity license plates are great, but they're oftentimes used uh, to make fun of silly characters. But also, if you've ever gone on a long, boring road trip, they can make that road trip a little bit more fun and interesting. <laughs> True. Yeah. I mean, when I saw the For You My Gem license plate, yeah. I was dying and I was alone. <laughs> very funny. <laughs> yeah, it can brighten up your day when you're alone in your car in traffic. I don't know. I feel like I sit in so much traffic that like anything that can make traffic more interesting, I'm on board for. Like podcasts. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, so I decided to look up the history of vanity plates just so we can see how long has this been a thing. Please do share. So I went to <laughs> this, uh, I found a really nice timeline that uh, historicvehicle.org put together. Wow. And, <clears throat> well, let's just scroll down to when uh, vanity license plates first kind of became a thing. So they first sort of became a thing in Pennsylvania in 1931. Uh, not exactly, uh, but just a little bit. It says, uh, Pennsylvania became the first state to issue customized license plates, which were limited to a driver's initials. Oh, okay. All right, but that was 1931. But that's not a vanity plate. A vanity plate implies mm -hmm. that someone is being this was, vain yeah. with it. I don't this know. This was the closest, uh, this was the first uh, issue of, like, customization. So All right. Speak. Then in 1965, that's when the vanity plate as we know it today, was born. And that's when states began allowing drivers to customize their, customize their plates with letters and numbers. Mm. So this goes back to about 1965. All right. Now, according to Wikipedia, which is listing stats from 2007, so this is definitely really out of date, um, Virginia has the highest U.S. vanity plate rate. Um, and then, uh, down fifth on the list is my home state of Montana, <laughs> which I, I, you know, I see a lot of vanity license plates in Montana, but, um, not so many that I would have thought we would have been that high up on the list. Okay. Maybe <laughs> this is why it bothers you because in California, we don't have that many. I feel, mm, I mean, we do, but like most license plates are boring. 
Yeah, it could be that I have just seen way too many of them in my lifetime. Montana is crazy with license plates, though. If you go to... So no, go, don't tell this story. If you go to a DMV, okay. right, there are so many different license plates to choose from. Like, there are three free ones, so to speak, like that cost the regular price to get. Mm. And then there are dozens upon dozens of like special license plates that you can get on your car. Like I feel like you know, California has one, maybe two, maybe three. We have the from. whale. Have you whale? seen the whale? I don't think I've seen the whale. Oh, we have the whale. Oh. Well, Montana has ones like you can support your university that you went to with a special license plate. You can support 4-H. You can support like national parks by getting this other kind of license plate. You can support like the FFA. You can support the FFA being future farmers of America. <laughs> uh, you can support... <laughs> There's a lot of license plates that if you buy them, they make a donation to a specific organization, which is really cool. Which it seems like this whale one that you're showing to me now, uh, that does this get given to uh it's to protect our coast and ocean it also has a little do they give it, it has a little dance routine video at the bottom mm. and it says do the whale tail a portion of the first year's price so it looks like yeah donation is then made to this organization right. to help protect the beach but yep. yeah but in montana there's dozens of those to choose from can you get crazy. like a buffalo are you a yeah. buffalo state yeah there is one that Have has buffalo seen a it. buffalo I've seen a lot of buffalo. Shoot. A lot of buffalo were actually um, relocated from, uh, uh, I can't remember where they were originally from, but they were located up to the land near my hometown. So there's just a ton of buffalo. Well, not a ton of buffalo there, but there's like a buffalo sanctuary of sorts. Buffalo It's not soldier. a sanctuary because they aren't enclosed, but there's people that With take the care of them. of America. Sorry. Don't. Sing copyrighted content. Well, if I sing podcast. it, then it's not <laughs> Buffalo Squalder. If it's Squalder, yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it's like burger and music. Anyway, what else? Uh, what else could I say about license plates? I think okay. So this has been a thing since about 1965. So a lot of people have had these license plates since then. And according to these same stats from 2007, around 10 million vehicles in the United States have vanity license oh, plates. Oh, no. Now, these are super old stats. Someone should definitely do another study on this. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's what our taxpayers' money should be on. <laughs> license plate stats. <laughs> I don't have much to add to the vanity license plate conversation besides the fact that it bothers me. I think one of the other reasons... Uh, bothers me is because again being from montana uh most uh the most common license plates they're all uh list a uh, county number at the beginning of the license plates so you can always tell where people are from based on their license plate you know one is butte Silverbow, uh two is uh whatever county great falls is in uh what county is it gosh what county is it it's um is it cascade county i think uh, then three uh, is Billings, whatever county Billings. I think Billings is in Yellowstone County. Four is Missoula. That's also Missoula County. Uh, five is Helena, Lewis and Clark County. Six is Bozeman, Gallatin County. Seven is Kalispell, which is in Flathead County, I want to say. So it just goes on and on. There's like 56 
I want you to do the whole thing. You want me to do I want you all to do 56 the whole counties? Thing. Well, <clears throat> while I go to get my phone charger. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be the relaxing part of the podcast where I just list 56 counties. And Don't worry, guys. Number. I'm going to run. I'll be back. I won't actually list all of these. We're going to take a quick break while Kenzie gets her phone charger. <laughs> Way back in the day, you used to be able to get license plate directories that were sort of like uh, phone books, except for people's license plate numbers. Now, uh, the reason I know that isn't because I read it somewhere. It's because when we were digging <laughs> through my uh, my uh, dad's old car, which once belonged to my grandparents, because uh, we were going to sell it, we found one of these license plate directories underneath the seat, uh, and it just listed everybody in the county's license plate number which is super creepy yeah <laughs> what would you use that for except for stalking people right i can't think of that's like only stalking people like that should be something that is only in the hands of a police officer <laughs> remember when there were like phone books oh we still have phone books in my house back home. Oh, Lord. No, I remember when I was a kid, you could, like, look up people's numbers in the phone book, and now it's like, you can't do that anymore because people are weird. You could look up people's phone numbers and their addresses in a phone book. I wonder if that still happens and my number is in it, and I just don't no. know. No, you have to... <laughs> Am uh, I in a phone book? <laughs> your phone number... You have to put your phone number in a phone book. Oh. It's just people used to do that themselves like that just used to be a thing that you would do well yeah landlines i miss landlines remember the cord phones my mom still has a corded phone actually uh whenever i talk to her on the phone she complains that uh, her (laughs) new kitten is uh playing with the cord we used to have a rotary telephone in our house, actually. Uh, we had that up until I was in high school, and we had to take it out because we found out the wiring was a fire hazard. Oh, shoot. But that had been there since the 70s. So, Did you like, use it? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's functional. See, Great now, phone. I was going to show our age difference by saying that I used to use a landline like to call my friends. See, you're two years older than me. I know, but <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Like, maybe I... My oh. house looked, uh, growing up, looked sort of like an antique store. It still kind of does. Oh. There's just, uh... You live in Miss Kim's? <laughs> on Gilmore not, Girls? <laughs> not quite. There's just a lot of, like, old stuff in our house that's, uh, interspersed with, you know, some newer things, like a, like a Wii and a Blu-ray <laughs> player. <laughs> like a Wii? She did, like, a little hand move with it, too? Yeah. yeah you have to. Uh, you yeah. Just a say, Wii, W-I-I, Wii. <laughs> We have a Wii. Like, you can't just say, like, oh, yeah, I have a Wii. You have to be like, I have a Wii! Yeah, um, I didn't have one of the cool systems, like an Xbox or a PlayStation. I Excuse had... you, I had a Wii. Don't be throwing shade on Wiis. I mean, I enjoyed my Wii, but, like, it wasn't... <laughs> it, I couldn't play any of the cool games that all my friends were playing. Okay. I was a Nintendo girl. I had a GameCube, I had a DS, and I had a Wii. I have a story about a Wii. But it's really dark. What? Sure. Is it Are podcast you, appropriate? It's podcast appropriate, but it's like really like it's going to change the mood. Are you mm. prepared for that? All right. All right. Okay. My dark wee story. My dark wee story. Okay. So I think it made national news. I'm not really sure. 
if it did, but it was famous in my hometown because it happened on the radio station that we listened to, like, at my high school. 107.9, the end. It's the end of the dial, so that was the name of the radio station. Um, They had a contest when the Wii first came out, and it was Hold Your Wii for a Wii. And this one lady was trying to win a Wii for Mm -hmm. her family, and... She ended up dying from water poisoning. Yeah. So that's a thing. Whoa. I almost knocked over my coffee. I didn't, though. Um, But yeah, you can die from water poisoning. Mm. Yeah. I hope her son's got the Wii, at least. I don't remember how that story ended. That is really... That's really sad, actually. Yeah, Yeah, I know. I was like, it's dark. I'm not going to, like, just throw that down on you without warning. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. That's sad. Yep, and all the hosts on that morning show got fired and they replaced them. That's good. Yeah, because that was a bad idea. Yep, but next time you really have to go to the bathroom, you can pull out that story and be like, I need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> all right, well, vanity license plates, yay right. nay. <clears throat> let's Let's wrap up this conversation <laughs> on vanity license plates. Oh my goodness. So the reason, like as I was saying before, the reason they bother me is because... Uh, as much as I appreciate the idea of personalizing your vehicle, I I think that the uh, limited space on a license plate uh, really limited limits the uh, effectiveness of the creativeness, so to speak, and it just doesn't work for me the way that I think the people with these plates want it to work. That being said, there have been some good uses of vanity license plates in things like TV shows and um, so you're comedy. <clears throat> that only TV comedy writers should be allowed to have vanity license plates. No. That I've... is definitely what you're saying. That's going to be the, the sound bite that I take out of this. What I'm saying is that <laughs> vanity license plates only work in fictional worlds. Okay. I still believe that they bring joy to my life when I see them, but I get your point. And in general, some people just shouldn't be allowed to personalize things. I don't know. I mean, everyone should be allowed to personalize things. Some people are better at coming up with vanity license plates than others. My friend's mom is a pharmacist, so her vanity license plate says RX Mom. Mm -hmm. And I think that one's fun. I can always know what her car is. Like... If I'm like, oh, is this my friend's mom's car? Yeah, it is. Yay. There was one in my hometown growing up that I can't remember what it was exactly supposed to say. Um, it, sa- it said something like S-T-K-G-R-M-A. And I always read it as Stick Grandma. Like, I it think was, you have to. Well, I, it was she was, I, and I interpreted it as she was uh, driving a manual transmission oh. uh, vehicle, and so she was a oh my a stick grandma. But that wasn't what it actually stood for. What it was the like S T and K were like the first names or the first letters of the oh. first names of her grandchildren. Yeah. Which what? <laughs> How was I supposed to pick up on that? Well, she knows, and it's her car. I I suppose. I just thought of <laughs> one use for vanity license plates that would actually be super helpful. So if Uber drivers had them, mm-hmm. and then you were looking for like 
Steve, you know, mm. or like like Poop Seven, you know, like that'd be really easy because I know when they give me the license plate number for the Uber, I'm always like struggling to kind of compare it right away. Mm-hmm. But if it said like Poop Seven, I'd be like, okay, we're going. I would get in that Uber. I don't know about you. It would be useful. Yeah. If it would be useful if Ubers were even just had like a little label above the Uber sticker that had the person's name on it. Like, I don't think I'd want a name tag though if I were driving Uber. Well, you were just suggesting we put it on their license plates. <laughs> no, I mean like they could have a license plate that was, for lack of a better term, iconic. You know, something yeah. that you can see like right away. Well, they, they could have. Like, a work nickname. I think everybody who has to wear a name tag at work should have a work nickname so people can't stalk them online and find them. Oh, yes. This is very near and dear to Casey's heart. Yes. One time... Oh, goodness. uh, I'm not going to tell the whole story here. (laughs) But it's so funny. I mean, it's not. Stalkers aren't funny. We worry about Casey's safety every day. Go on. (laughs) I wear a name tag at work. And my name is spelled in a unique enough way that someone uh, who met me at work was able to Google me, found me on all of my social media sites. Again, this person only knows my first name, but it was spelled in a unique enough way that they could Google me and my company name, find me, and then uh, stalk all my social medias and send me a very creepy Facebook message. It was so creepy. So I've since changed my name tag, so it makes me more difficult to find. But you know, back in the day, when I was younger, and I wasn't as bothered by vanity license plates, I thought maybe I'll put my full first name on a vanity plate, and I'll just have KC on a license plate. Now I'll never do that. I don't want people to know that's my car. That's terrifying. Yeah, I actually did the opposite with my work nickname. And it makes me easier to find because there's another Mackenzie at work. And also, my last name is a boy's name, so sometimes people will flip those two. Mm. So if I go by Kenzie, no one's like, oh, Kenzie's her last name. Like, yeah. Mm. Were we going to wrap this up? Yeah, we were wrapping this up. (laughs) We have stuff to do. We do have places to be. (laughs) places to be. Okay. All right, vanity license plates, yay or nay, I'm going to say people can keep doing, people should do whatever they want to do, they should be allowed to have vanity license plates, they just bother me, and they are not, I don't have the sense of relief that I felt last week with Burger M, I still am very uh, upset about vanity license plates. You know what, I'm going to have a new tagline for the end of our podcast, and it's going to be, stay bothered. Yeah, I'm going to stay bothered. Everybody has a right to stay bothered. You own your bothers. You live your life. And if things bother you, like, you don't have to insult people to their faces or call them out on it. But you are welcome to be bothered by the tiny bothers of the world. Yeah. Good way to end the podcast. Thank you. Anyway, if you have listened to this whole podcast... Thank you very much. God, thank you so much. If you're listening to this, you're probably one of our friends. So please let us know when you see us next. What do you think uh, it means within the context of the world cars when they (laughs) fasten your seatbelts? I want to hear your thoughts. Let Casey know. I don't want to talk about this anymore. If you don't know us, comment your opinions. But you probably do know us. So just tell us when you you see us. You probably know us. See us next when you see us. Anyway. Have a great week, everybody. Whoop!